Hey there, pop stars. Welcome to the latest episode of the Wind Down Rewind, where we rewind the latest in entertainment and pop culture news. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. My game show voice is getting better. <laughs> That's good. I can take over for Pat Sajak, who you know is retiring from Will of Fortune. Good luck. With me or Pat? With you. Oh. <laughs> do you watch Will of Fortune? I do not. I used to a long time ago, but I don't anymore. Okay. Anyway, so I don't know what that's called. Is that an appetizer? I just randomly put that in here. But anyway, there's so much to get to in this episode because, you know, the wind down has been on, or the rewind has been on a little bit of a hiatus. So it was a lot to condense. The condense. I can't eat. Now, see, I had perfect game show voice, and now I'm like, oh, I can't even talk. Um, It was a lot to condense the news, but I, I think we did a good job. So, uh, since our last episode, just want to send a rest in peace to Hall of Fame football player Jim Brown. Um, activist, actor, um, had a quite controversial career, but um, he passed away 87 years old. Um, also, recently, Treat Williams, uh, he died in a motorcycle accident this past week. Uh, he was 71. Uh, he probably best remembered, long storied Hollywood career, film and TV but probably best remembered as the dad from Everwood. Did you watch Everwood? Oh, that show was boring as shit. <laughs> I thought you were an Everwood fan. Oh, hell no. That that show was so freaking boring. I could never get into it. I knew all the, like, main players of it, but it was never my cup of tea. Yeah, and I think the guy who played Walt, the granddad, I think he recently passed away, too. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think so. He did. Um, he did. Yeah. And then Tor- Tori Bowie, um, who was a, a Olympian and track and field star, gold medalist. Um, she passed away at the age of 32 from pregnancy complications. Um, and it, it was that story is just really, really sad. Um, she went to labor and she was home alone and she had eclampsia, preeclampsia. And it's just it was just tragic and sad. And uh, um, and uh, the queen of rock and roll and rock and soul um, passed away at the age of 83, um, Tina Turner. Uh, and what can I say about Miss Tina Turner? Without her, uh, there probably wouldn't be a Beyonce or a lot of our female musicians, rock stars, pop stars. Um, she, she, she's just, she was just ah, chef's kiss. So, you know, um, love Tina Turner. And uh, were you a Tina Turner fan? Not before What's Love Got to Do It, it came out. Uh, um, I kind of, I was, I, I kind of remember I was a fan because my mom was a fan. And uh, she was one of the, uh, like, I don't, I, the running joke is that one, either myself or my mom is adopted. Maybe you've met my mom, but she's not the most pop culturally forward person. And it's not because, you know, her age or anything. She's just never really been into uh, 
movies and you know she has certain things that she's like but she's never just really been into all of that so if it was some music that was playing around the house some that somebody that she listened to I kind of figured they were cool because they grabbed her attention enough to like listen to them or invest in them so Mm -hmm. Tina Turner was one of those people um so I just kind of remember that hearing her music as a child then uh the movie Once Love Got to Do It once it came out I was like Oh, so this is truly Tina Turner and her story, you know, so the dots kind of connected. And I was like, okay, and I've been a fan ever since, like, I I can't say I was the biggest Tina Turner fan, anything like that. But I've been a fan and I've always like wished her well and would listen to her music. And if she was doing an interview or something like that, like, um, I was really excited uh, when she went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on her own. Um, she's one of those dual inductees. Um, she was de- inducted once as part of the Ike and Tina review. Uh, then she recently, in the last few years, went in on her own, just as Tina Turner, which um, is amazing and it's great. And I'm glad that's something that happened in her lifetime, um, you know, because everyone's always trying to throw his name up in the mix and all of that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, so, yeah. Um goodness your boy officially announced uh his his run for president that person out of florida did you watch the tonys do you watch the tonys you're not an award show person <laughs> but I'm you know where I'm... <laughs> no longer but i i'm no longer an awards person but i'll be honest and say i never watched the tonys okay you you come from new york and you're not big on broadway huh? first of all don't come from new york Oh my bad. From Jersey. Why are you acting like New York is the step is the down? No, 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 because we don't claim each other. If you're from if you're from New Jersey, you claim Jersey. You don't you don't ever be like, oh, I'm from New York just because I'm right there. Like you'll realize anybody from Jersey does not claim New York as their place. (laughs) Like we will definitely claim I'm from Jersey. (laughs) That's how we flow. (laughs) No, no. Keep that over there. Keep that on this side. What separates y'all? A river or a bridge? A what? What separates y'all? River, bridge, just state lines? No, um, well, into the city, it's, um, water and a bridge. Okay. So keep that shit on that side of the water, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's just, you know, can't ever say it, but no. And also, I didn't become really a Broadway person until I was a grown adult. Like, that's when I actually became a Broadway person. Went to my first Broadway show when I was in my 20s. I'd never been before, um, before I was in my 20s. First time, my mom hadn't gone until I took her when I was in my 20s. But um, yeah, no, Tony's not my thing. And the funny thing is, you know how much I love musicals. You You know I love those musical shows and movies, but just wasn't my thing. Yeah, um, I didn't watch this year. Um, I watched the the uh, intro because um, it was one of the award shows that they had to reach a compromise to go on because of the writer strike is still ongoing. So they, they it wasn't scripted. So uh, it, it was kind of flying off the cuff. And Ariana DeBose, she she hosted. She did a good job. But um, one of the one of the presenters, I forgot her name. I can't believe I'm I'm blanking on the name. But she called your boy the Grand Wizard of Florida. <laughs> Uh, the nutsack. Oh my god! 
So I'm gonna have to say that that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. good. Yeah, she, she was talking about um, a, a teacher from Florida. I think he was a theater arts or an arts teacher from Florida. They were recognizing him for the work that he'd done, and just because he's from Florida, you know, and all the stuff that they're doing. So she was like, "Yeah, the grand girl. It was funny. It went viral. I have to see if I can find you the clip." But yeah, so you know, um, just within the last few weeks since we've done this last, he's officially announced to no one's surprise. His presidential, uh, he threw his hat into the overcrowded uh, GOP uh, presidential ring. Um, but he announced it on Twitter, on Spaces. So Twitter, I, I don't know what the fuck, but Muskie is doing this thing where they have Spaces where it's kind of, I guess it's like us, uh, where you just talk. So it's not video. It's just you can restart recording and people can come in and listen to your recording and it's live and you you know you're just that talking. was there before he bought it oh okay well mm-hmm. it, i guess they're just now utilizing it more i don't know more people are utilizing it i have no idea but that's how mm-hmm. the fool announced his presidential uh run and spaces went down or it wasn't working well and it just, they said it sounded like an old a&m uh not at Texas A&M, but you know, AM radio, that was always kind of, you know, I was just like, it was embarrassing just from what I read. Cause I wasn't paying much attention to that, but um, so I was like, okay, you know, um, king of mediocrity, always selling up, but um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. But also um, he's still playing them games with Disney and he still wants to say every time he, uh, he, he turns around that Florida is beating Disney that, you know, they beat up on Disney. Well, Disney canceled a billion dollar complex, which was supposed to house the theme park headquarters and the average salary for those working here was going to be $120,000. So yeah, you're winning um, all that for your state. Well, they're, and- su- they're supporting it. I, I talk more about the, the black dude that decides that he's going to run for president of the United States. Like he actually has a chance. Timothy Scott? Yep. Girl, we, we get to him. Um, and then the travel plan that NCAA, the NCAA, the NCAA, the NCAACP issued. And, you know, Florida's just still a hot fucking mess. So you brought him up. Um, Timothy Scott. Uncle Timothy. That's um, your uncle. <laughs> girl. Uh, he, so he's running. And, of course, he's running on this anti, uh, he's running on this anti-racism thing, right? Systemic racism doesn't exist. Racism doesn't exist. He's carrying the GOP's water as their new token candidate, I guess. Um, But someone said something, and I'm just going to put it out there. They were like, um, the gayest water in the country must be in South Carolina. Isn't he married? No, he's never been married. Oh, I don't. I don't see it. I don't either. But you know, um, yeah, I don't it, see it. Like with the other one, you know it is. But I don't see um, it. I think. I, what? No, go ahead. I think what makes me more mad is how he keeps pushing this agenda on not addressing the underlining issues that are all around us that are being perpetuated by Republicans 
like the book bans, he has nothing to say about abortion. Whenever it's brought up to him, he's running around in circles and can't still can't to this day figure out what he should say every time somebody asks him a question about abortion. He still hasn't figured out what his platform is going to be when it comes to that issue, which is definitely going to be a deciding issue in the 24 elections. Um, also on the fact of he killed the um, policing um, bill that was put forth. Uh, he was the main person who killed that bill to not move forward. And that he truly believes that um, having a couple of successful Black people means that racism is completely dead and we have the same exact equal chance as everybody else in this country. Yeah, he's one of those people who who, who strikes me of, I made it, so you should be able to make it too. Or I got my seat at the table and it, it kills me, not just black people, but people of color in general. When we get to a certain point, some of us, we, we strive and we're all about the life and, we, and we, we recognize the realities and the harshness and the cruelties and the stumbles and everything we have to go through. And it's like, yeah, I'm here in solidarity with my people. Then some of us, when we get there, it's like, oh, I got my seat at the table and you just take the seat away from everybody else. Instead of, you know, trying to scoot another seat, you know how you realize, hey, there might not be any room. You really want that person to sit there. So, you know, you go pull a seat from somewhere else to make room. Or instead of taking those resources and what you've learned and slowly building on an additional table, you're just like, oh, I did it. So you should be able to. But you don't, rec you don't recognize everything it took for you to get there you know it's like oh I did it so you should be able to and I, I just the hypocrisy um and like you said that person just because you have one or two people um in this in this arena who are being allowed to exist because especially in the, I've never understood the black republican from the from from, from the sense of the hypocrisy of it all I'm not talking about your conservative views or your conservative politics or any of that kind of stuff. I'm talking about the, how much you have to shuffle down shit in order to carry their water. You cannot tell me as a black man growing up in South Carolina that racism doesn't exist. You can't tell me even as a black man, quote unquote, who's made it and who's living in this country, in this world, that racism doesn't still exist. You can't tell me as someone who's supposedly educated, who's lived through the civil rights movement part of it, you know, dealt with the aftermath of it. We're still dealing with the aftermath of slavery, Jim Crow and all of that. That racism doesn't exist. And and so it, it's when I hear shit like that, I'm like, uh, you know, but he he's there carrying he's there carrying that water. And I guess he's doing it. I don't know. I, he, I guess. He's going to be the token. And then um, Nimrata, uh, Nikki Haley, um, she's getting caught out on all of her bullshit. Did you see her post um, about... What is her ethnicity? She's Indian. American. Not Indian. She's Indian with the dot. Like... Oh, oh! Okay, so she's actually like from like India. Like that's her culture. She's first generation Amer Indian American. Like her parents oh, came over. I Every time they talk about how she's a woman of color, I was just like, 
where is she from? Like I couldn't, and I, I never researched. It. I never cared enough to research it, but I just couldn't like because every time I would look at her, I'd be like, "Is she indigenous? Is that what they mean?" Like, oh, okay, okay, that no, makes sense. That makes sense. no, no, I can see it. Okay, okay. Her, so what's her, her real name? Nimrada. Nimrada. I can't pronounce her last name. N- her. Nimrada, and yes. she got. Nikki. Oh, Nim. Okay. Okay. Nikki okay. is her, okay. Nikki is her middle name. Her parents oh, immigrated. Nikki. Okay. Okay. Her her parents immigrated here in 1969, just after they had started. Like so, apparently during the civil rights move, Jim Crow and all that, the 20s or whatever, they had tried to cut down on immigration of non-white. So if you were European from the real, what they call Europe, you could come. As many people could come, right? But if you were from Eastern Europe in those countries where your skin tone got a little bit darker and more, uh, it, it got a little bit harder to tell that you were 100% white, like, you know, that whole Hitler theory, blonde hair, blue eye shit, mm-hmm. they started putting, um, they put quotas on how many people could come. Well, the Indians, uh, they sued saying that they should be able to come because they were Caucasian, right? And the Supreme Court ruled, yeah, you're Caucasian, but you're not white. <laughs> I was like, that sounds about <laughs> that, that that sounds about right. You know, I can see that more with like Asians, because that's also what um, the Chinese did um, in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to not have to, well, not the 1800s, probably the early 1900s, in order not to follow the, um, oh my God, the, the train, dis- oh my God, what's the train decision? Why am I mind going blank? The court case, uh, uh, separate but equal. Uh, Plessy versus Ferguson? Yes, thank you. Uh, I, I got Ferguson, but I was like, that's not the right it's not it's not supposed to go first plus he versus ferguson and you had um a chinese man who um sued to say that he wasn't colored he was white uh, and ended up actually losing his case mm-hmm. um which determined that of course there were going to be asians would be seen as a person of color but if i'm looking at who's actually white skinned i would go more toward towards um the Asians who don't Eastern the, Eastern Asians, I guess Eastern Asians. I would go more towards the motherfuckers who were Pacific probably Asians, cut, huh? No, these are the people I would go. The actual Asians who will cut you into pieces if you tell them that they're Asian, even though their country takes up the whole top part of the continent, and that's fucking Russians. But Russians half and half; they just identify themselves as being European. So you know, I'm like, no, Russia yeah. gets split in half. But I mean, and also, let's be honest. If a Russian came and told us that they were Asian, we would laugh in their face and be like, "No, you're not." <laughs> so I'm okay so. with I'm okay with Russians not identifying themselves as Asian because let's be honest, you ain't. But, but yeah. Indians are. So they they, they, were, they were like you're Caucasian, but you're not white. So she was born. Her dad taught at an HBCU, a small one in South Carolina. Uh, in this small town that they said was blackety black and she went but she went to a, one of those segregationist schools because you know after integration they created these private white schools 
and they taught segregation and all that kind of stuff. And she went to one of those schools. So she hasn't identified with her true roots and ethnicity for a long time. And if you notice, she'll only do so when it's politically advantageous for her um, to, to, to talk about that. But yeah, so she was saying something about um, Barack Obama. He mentioned something, excuse me, and people of color having um, not being able to pull themselves up by the bootstraps because of victim mentality and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, she's she's also another one carrying the water. And so people have been <laughs> they've been calling her out by her real name, her government name, Nimrata, right? And I was like, wow. And you know when we get mad, you know when we get on our petty, <laughs> we gonna go full government name, right? Mm-hmm. So they've been calling her Nimrata. Like, your mama named you Nimrata. I'm going to call you Nimrata. I'm like, oh, gosh. So she's she's been getting all the smoke from Black Twitter here. Um, and, you know, her refusal to talk about um, or, or address, you know, the, it, again, with Tim Scott, the same thing, racism, how she's benefit, how she has benefited from things like affirmative action and how racism still exists and how, you know, firsthand um, as a first generation American with immigration, with parents who came over via immigration, then you should know, you know, racism exists, but you know, so um, yeah, th those two right there. And I guess she's mad because uh, he, uh, President Barry O, he did specifically name check her and Uncle Timothy uh, for uh, not basically ex uh, acknowledging that, um, you know, not taking a stand on it and not acknowledging it. So I guess that was her clap back to him. But yeah, it, it's just a hot mess over there in uh, the Republican Party. Um, speaking of which, Domingo Mussolini, I know you heard he was indicted on um, 38 counts of, um, under the Espionage Act. Uh, for still in those documents, which he felt like he was entitled to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I guess I like, uh, so far, I kind of like Jack Smith. He ain't playing around. Um, even with the judge, you know, people were worried about her, but the way he filed the case is that anything, any suspicious thing that she rules is automatically going to come under review. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, um, I actually kind of like Jack Smith. I'm, I'm just waiting to see, you know, what he does, how, how it all plays out. But um, you think your boy going to serve any time? No. But I do think that there are going to be some consequences. Um, anyone who thinks that um, he's going to serve time and that needs to be the end result. And if it's not, they're going to be completely disappointed. Set yourself up now. You're going to be disappointed. Um, I do not believe that they will throw the former president in jail. I don't believe that. But I do believe that um, he is going to have, he is going to have some consequences. Now, how those consequences looked, whether it's um, house arrest or probation or something, is going to put something on his record um, just from how the indictment went down and how, I feel airtight. The evidence is just based on um, what I've seen and what I've heard. Um, he's going to have some consequences now. Jail time? I doubt it. 
I, I very much doubt it. And I wouldn't be disappointed if he didn't get jail. But if he does, you know, I'm I'm all for it. But I, I wouldn't be disappointed if he ends up not getting any jail time. Well, girl, um, if anybody wants to know how to write an indictment for dummies, like to dumb it down, uh, that indictment was so easy to read. It, it was interesting. I, and I actually, you know, the nerd in me is coming out. The part of me that always says I want to go to law school, like if I had just extra money, I would go to law school, but I wouldn't, I don't want to necessarily practice law, but I would love to go to law school anyway. Um, yes. And that is true. <laughs> but uh, so I, I read indictments and certain ones and all that kind of stuff. And this was, it was really entertaining and it was an easy read and they came with all the receipts and, um, and I agree with you. I, I I, I'm not setting my sights for jail. Um, I would love it if they actually followed through and sent him to jail because he, at this point, just reading the indictment, seeing the receipts, knowing what we know, what and based on his own words, he's guilty as fuck. No one can say that. He's not. But um, but I agree. There, there, do, there does need to be some consequences. And, you know, you still got the January 6th case going on you still got the case out of Georgia going on so there's a lot that he's going to be in and out of court but the main thing did you see the pictures of how he had that shit stored at that tacky trashy overpriced pay by the hour Mar, I'm sorry Mar-a-Lago is an overpriced Motel 6 that is your opinion Eddie there are people that still enjoy going and staying there and having their events there. And a place that looks like it was decorated in 19th century. Girl, you have marble on marble. It, it, it was just bad. Like, did you uh-huh. see the picture of the bathroom? Yes, I did, though. But, okay, so you're telling me you would pay 250000 if you had the money. First of all, pay- I'm the wrong person to ask that because you know I'd never stay there. I, I know, but let's just, I would never stay there. Like, I've never, even before, because I've always thought he was trash, uh, just a trash human being. Even before he was, he's been exposed to be just even more of a du- fucking dumpster fire than I ever imagined. I've never been a Donald Trump fan, Stan. Never wanted anything with his fucking name on it. Even when the Trump Tower was supposed to be this great building in New York to live in, never. So if I've, like he's nothing I've ever wanted to associate with or spend the money on if I ran in those circles. So we got that. But I'm just saying, so suppose it didn't even have the name on it, okay? He didn't own it. But someone was trying to get you, you know, new newly rich, you got some money, you wanna, you know, you you wanna be a part of society, Florida, nice place. So someone takes you on a tour and you see that. $250,000 for some place that doesn't look like it's been remodeled, redecorated, redone since the 1970s, maybe 1990s. And I'm spending $250,000 a year and you got me taking a shower behind this five below ass uh, shower curtain. I'm good. I, I, I couldn't do it. But yeah, so you know, um, all of our classified secrets uh, is some shit that was so classified that Shit, they could tell you, but you might have to kill you if you found out. Was just sitting there in that bathroom, and then they were playing a shell game with it. Because when his lawyer told him, "Hey, move the stuff," or "Did we get everything back?" I have to come make sure we they got everything back. He had his people moving shit around, 
so the lawyers couldn't find it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, just it's just it's it's funny. Like, if it wasn't real life, it would make for one of those great spy spoofs or something like that. Like, it really would. Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, and then after he was arraigned, uh, the people he went to this restaurant in Miami, which is supposed to be a Republican hotspot. And he goes and he proclaims his innocence. Then he tells the people, you're eating on me, free food. No one's paying for anything. So guess what? Guess who ended up putting the bill for that? The people. The people or the restaurant owners, because he didn't pay for it. So Well, they they actually didn't order anything. He just said it, and then they said he left like 10 minutes later. Well, that's good. They didn't realize, they didn't, because, you know, I, I, yeah. They seem to be learning, kind of like the people he keeps calling to protest that, yeah, it's not going to take everything he says less less than a grain of salt. And then moving on to our own home state, you heard what your governor did, right? Which governor? Abbott. You live in Texas? What do you do? He signed, he, he followed, uh, the Nutsackus's lead, and he he just recently signed a bill closing um, that all public universities or all state universities have to close their diversity, inclusion, and equity offices. Oh well, it works for Florida. He knows, but I wonder if he knows that that includes people like him who are in, uh, you know, who have. That's not that's not the point of it. I know, but it's and just, he didn't grow up like that. You know. I, I, but still, it, it doesn't matter, you know. You know the, you know. Again, it goes back to what I was talking about before. As someone who is now a part of that community, regardless of how you grew up, you know the challenges of of being part of that community. So, how are you going to make it for harder harder for people who are also in your community? Like the hypocrisy, you know, and I I get what you're saying. It's not the point. It's the grandstanding of it all. It's the political, it's giving red meat to that very, and I I can't stress this enough, that very loud minority, you know, it's like they're catering to that base. But again, if that very loud minority are the only people who vote, then that's how they continue to win elections besides the cheating and all that other stuff, you know. So, um, and the attorney general, I guess he pissed off the wrong person because they finally removed his ass from office um, here in Texas. So we'll see how it all plays out. But speaking of unintended consequences, uh, you know, Utah followed the book ban. And guess what ban- Guess what book was banned in Utah? The Bible. The Bible. And I was like, well, you know, uh, hey, it, based on, they followed the rules and the letter of the law. You, they, you, you got to ban it. And they're like, but this is not what we wanted. This is not what, what was supposed to happen. And I'm like, hey, are you surprised? About the Bible getting banned? Yeah. No, it's the worst of the bunch. <laughs> it is. Anybody who's read the Bible can understand that all the stuff that they say they're trying to save from children is literally in the Bible. Every single topic that they bring up on the reason why they're banning these books is in 
the Bible, even something as simple as um, them wanting to ban it because it how it presents slavery in a book that's in the Bible. So am I surprised that um, Democrats are finally fighting back the way that they should have been years ago and doing what is necessary? Yes, because the Bible no longer represents Christianity the way that we know it to be because they have completely taken over any semblance of symbols on what the religion is about. So I'm not surprised. And they're trying to get the Book of Mormon banned. So yeah, in Utah, that's amazing. But um, and I agree with you. And it, I was just having this conversation with someone this weekend. And I'm like, it's, it's hard for me to identify as Christian now. Like, it seems like when I hear that word, it just, it triggers something in me. Um, and, and I was, and I was explaining like this, and I've long since said, I'm not a very religious person, but I am a very spiritual person. Um, you know, I, and so, but because someone, they were describing something like something simple, like a coffee shop. And they're like, and it's this cute little Christian coffee shop. And I'm just like, was that really necessary? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you, what was that Christian coffee shop? Was that really necessary? If it's a cute coffee shop and it has good coffee, then, you know. Um, and so it was just like, wow. And I don't know. It, it's just now when I hear that, like you said, it doesn't have the same meaning for me now as it did growing up. It's like the term has been weaponized to mean something so terribly awful you know and it's just like so now instead of when you, you know growing up when you hear someone was a good Christian you would kind of think and I, I get it based on your religious beliefs or whatever but just you would think oh okay supposedly this would mean it is gone away from that person it's supposed to be a good person someone nice someone you can trust to now it's like oh gosh like what you know what fuckery am I about to get with this so that's just my opinion um, what the term has come to mean for me because uh, it's been hijacked like you said um, royal family news Harry was in the UK to testify um, in the case and of course the people were you know screaming bloody murder but uh, I guess they realize now that they don't have any story to give since Harry and Meghan don't really participate in the fuckery um, and they've kind of gone dark um, since they were chased down in New York um, last month and all of that and today was uh, I think Charles's first trooping the color since he you know um, but it was very understated at the least and um, maybe they learned from the tacky ass coronation or maybe um, the parliament said hey it's an either or situation you can have a really nice coronation and an understated trooping but you can't have either or maybe it's just the fact that no one cares. I'm going to go with probably all of the above. What about you? What? <laughs> I think there are people that care. I think mm -hmm. we in America don't care. Like, it doesn't mean anything to us. But, um, I mean, you know, they still got uh, over 50% uh, of their population that still considers the royal family to be very very important to their heritage so they they still doing something right but um you know in america we could we could care less like this doesn't mean anything to us 
<laughs> yeah. Um I I yeah, I Yeah, I I really don't and you know, um I'm Which is understandable. More... I mean it's not a like I follow British news. <laughs> Weird. But <laughs> I follow like British news, I follow British politics because we think we got it bad with Donald Trump, but they got their own Donald Trump in their country. And um, you know, when they research on the royal family and everything like that, like we be here, we'd be like, What the why the fuck do y'all still have a royal family? Like, have y'all not learned? But um they haven't. But also uh they are definitely uh reaping what they sow. Oh yeah. Decisions, on decisions that were uh made. Yeah, Brexit is finally coming back to bite them in their ass. They didn't definitely think it is. They didn't think it would be like that. And again, that's why I say uh, elections matter. And they fell for Boris Johnson and their lie and his lies, which you know he was a Russian puppet too. And they didn't think, you know, and I, I, I don't think people realize this isn't the world. This isn't the world of the 20th century anymore. Everything is so interconnected now. Um, and there's no going back to that. Those whole isolationist policies that people would like to try to re-envision and think were so fucking great. They weren't. Like, um, I was like, what history have you read? Um, or what do you really understand? Or what do you take away from it? Like, you know. So yeah, Brexit is coming back to bite them in their ass. Like this whole worldwide inflation is affecting them so much worse because of Brexit. And they don't have the, uh, what is it, the euro to help prop up the British pound anymore and all of that No, nope, not at all. Well, they never but, used the euro. See, that's the thing. They That was part of the deal is they still had the pound. Like, they still had their own money. Um, but even with that, like, you're right. Like, um, there's they're suffering. Inflation is as bad there as it is around the world because um, we're dealing with inflation as well. But because they're so isolated on their island, they really think like they are the only ones who are suffering. And they're like, Brexit is what helped us out because we could have been doing worse than that. And I was just like, no, 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 no. would have been doing better. Yeah, you're delusional. And and from what I from what little I follow when I do watch the BBC or whatever, um, it's mo and from what I've just read um, on different things, especially you know, I like reading about the drama in the royal family, the hot mess that is the royal family. Like it's like a fucking soap opera. Like the real life version of the Crown has nothing on the Netflix. I mean, the Netflix version of the Crown has nothing on the real life version of the Crown. Um, so. And like you said, it's 50%, but most people are saying it's the older generation. Like people our age and younger and younger, they're like, the fuck? Um, you know, so when they see the British family, uh, they're like, they, they, they see them with the whole let them eat cake attitude, especially, you know, the coronation and all of that kind of stuff. How it's like the, that fell on the taxpayer and just so much. So. Um, yeah, but it, it, it is pretty interesting um, to see uh, everything. And then the lady who was like the prime minister for what, three weeks? She was just recently uh, arrested. Um, the, the lady who was there after Boris Johnson. So yeah, um, British politics, British drama. Um, but yeah, 
So we'll see. Keep it moving. Okay, so now is my sports. Do you know who won the NBA championship, Tammy? I'll say no. Okay. It was the yeah, that's the wrong question, but I'll say no. What do you mean? Okay, what should the question be? Do you care? I would say no. But see, so I answered the right question because you know they tell you in spy school, never ask a question you already know the answer to, or is that law school? It's one of the imaginary schools that I haven't gone to yet that I want to go to. But yeah, as a lawyer, see, I would be the lawyer. You would be the defendant. I already know you're going to say no, so I don't want you to say something that's going to incriminate you. Okay. (laughs) But uh, the Denver Nuggets won. Congratulations to them. It was their first NBA championship. So um, they were probably, they were definitely one of the better teams through the playoffs, the two best teams throughout the playoffs. Um, Denver was probably the best team in the East for the West for the majority of the season. Um, and then Miami, I, I called Miami after the way they beat uh, the Bucks in the East uh, during the East, during the Eastern playoffs. So the two best teams of the playoffs, they ended up playing for the championship um, and Denver just came out and they're like, they, they went old school with them. That old Airbnb rock him. I ain't no joke, even though they got the Joker in it. It was, you know, it, it, it was it was so shout out. I can't hate. I'm not a Denver fan. I'm not even going to sit here and say I'm a Denver fan. But the Joker is the real deal. Jamal Murray is the real deal. They have a hell of a team. Um, watch out for Denver because I don't think they're going anywhere for a few years. Um, John Morant, he got 25. He got he ended up getting 25 games uh, for his second gun debacle. Um, it was actually a lighter sentence than I thought. Um he got 25 games. He's not eligible for any major awards. Um, and I just hope he learns his lesson. Um, I'm going to say, yes, he is young. He is in his 20s. We all make a lot of stupid mistakes, and we do a lot of stupid things. But for him, the stakes are higher. And you, he can't afford, even with all his money, uh, all his clout, he can't afford to keep making the same mistakes over and over, especially ones so public and so detrimental. So I hope that he really... And at this point, I'm like, okay, you've said that. He released another nice little statement. But at this point, I'm like, okay, bruh, show, not tell. Like, let your actions now speak for your words and stop doing stupid shit. So um, that's where I am with that. Michael Jordan, you know, he owns the majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets, his own basketball team, right? Did you know that? If not, say yes. You knew that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so in 2010, he bought the team for 275 million, right? Tw- fast forward 13 years later, he's looking to sell the team. Guess how much he's looking to sell for? The asking Five million? Price. Three billion. They're not worth it. I I would agree because, but again, it goes back to that inflation we were just talking about. Uh, I'm not surprised because. I don't know if this is the bomber effect to massively overplayed for overpaid for the Clippers when he bought them, um, I guess around 2010 as well, because he, he just wanted um, a basketball team. Um, and so he paid $2 billion for the Clippers. And then uh, the, the, the Washington commanders, uh, the football team just sold for $6 billion. So, uh, and I guess, for people to come in and say, hey, Michael Jordan owned this team. I guess it's part of the bring-in. 
but I wouldn't think that the Cleveland, um, the Cleveland, the Charlotte Hornets are worth $3 billion either because at best, at their best, they've always been a mid-ass team. And at their worst, they've just been bottom dwellers of the fucking NBA. So, um, but he's probably going to get it. Um, but, you know, and I, I need to find some money and own me a sports franchise so I can make some, so I can make some go like that. And I'm not mad at him. You going for you paid two hundred and seventy five million dollars for the team, and you about to get three billion? Oh yeah, talking about a come up. So, um, speaking of billionaires, the PGA sold out to the Saudis. Everyone pissed. It was horrible. Um, so they're still trash. But and then in the NFL, the Chiefs got their ring. It's a nice ring. Their Super Bowl ring. Their early favorites to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Um. The Chiefs are going to be my team since Brady retired. Um, I guess I'm a Chiefs fan. Well, a full-time Chiefs fan. I've always liked the Chiefs, but I guess I'm a full-time Chiefs fan now. And I don't know if I said this lately because we haven't done a show lately. Guess what season it is, Tammy? You're not going to guess? No, just tell me. It's Yankee season! It would be so much more okay. fun if you did if you did that with me. Although we got the brakes beat off of us by the Red Sox recently, it's still Yankee season. I ride or die with the Yankees. I love Yankee season. Okay, I'm done. Oh, and one more thing for <laughs> football. <laughs> hey, there are fans out there who love sports, and maybe this is what the sports people feel like on the news. But anyway. Oh my Lionel Messi is coming to America. He's going to play for David Beckham's team um, in Miami. He's not going to play for the Saudis. Um, It's going to be a good thing for MLS. He turned down a lot of money. And, yeah, and the U.S. men's national team beat Mexico in the CONCAC. It was a a testy game. It was great. So, you know. All right, now I'm done with sports. That was great. (laughs) Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, The writer's strike. Still going on, going into the second month. Um, Wait, what? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> the Directors Guild has apparently folded. Uh, they took the deal, but they had to take it to their membership who's voting on it now. Um, most of what I'm seeing uh, is kind of split down the middle, so it could go either way. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see. I, I know the Russo brothers are not a fan of the deal. So um, And then SAG Astra. They voted to strike, but their strike would not go into effect until July 1st. So they are negotiating. Um, they did agree with the uh, I can, the AM, whatever they are called. Um, they agreed with the studios to keep the negotiations under wraps. Um, so there's been basically a media blackout, and there's been very few, relatively no leaks about the negotiation process for that. So that's pretty interesting. But yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then uh, the Golden Globes, they're done. No, not the Golden Globes. Let me rephrase. The, the HFPA, they're done, though. Are you sad? Yes, I'm heartbroken. Okay. Well, don't be. The Golden Globes are going to continue to go on. Um, they've been sold to Dick Clark Productions, who actually produced the show each year anyway. So the 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 troublesome uh, F. HFPA, Hollywood Foreign Press Association, it's no more. 
Um, so whoever bought it, I hope they got a good tax write-off because you don't, you tried to rehab it for the last two years, but I guess it was just so broken. But um, the Golden Globes, um, that that asset has been sold to Dick Clark Production. So the Golden Globes, the show will go on. Um, and then leads us to The Flash. Um, did you change your mind about seeing it? No. Okay. Um, and I, I, I remember it was on originally on our calendar, and then you, and I guess you, your reasoning was, if I wasn't mistaken, it's because you didn't like the fact that Ezra Miller continued to play the Flash, right? Is that part of it? Yes. Okay. Um. So, I, and that was the big announcement, besides the movie coming out um, this weekend. Before it came out, they announced that Ezra Miller would continue, if they did a second one, he would continue to play The Flash. Um, I would say, I, were you surprised by the announcement? Or the timing of it? or I'm surprised at the fact of DC and Warner Brothers just can't seem to fucking learn their lesson. And that is the reason why they will never, ever become close to what Marvel has been able to do. What do you mean by learning their lesson? They don't know how to make a universe. Okay. Um, I and here's the here's the kicker. I did see it. I I went ahead and watched it. Um, I'm I'm debating um to do a quick pop on it or an extra better or what have you. But um, I under. Let me separate this into two parts. I'll come back to the Ezra Miller part. As for the movie itself, um, I I think they were, before they blew it up, before Warner Brothers was sold to Zaslav, who doesn't have a fucking clue what he's doing, um, and they blew it up. This had long been touted as the movie that was going to be the cornerstone for the new DCU. This was, it had been touted as the movie that was going to change everything. And before it is it, it okay. like it, and that's the sad part. It's like it could have been that movie. It it really is that good. And you were I I was able, and the people I've talked to, and you know, after I after I see the movie, I'll go back and read the reviews and all that kind of stuff. And the people I've talked to and the reviews I've read, we're all saying the same thing. You, it's not hard to separate Ezra Miller, the person, the actor, and his fuckery from the character Barry Allen in The Flash. He does a damn good job in it, and no one, no one disputed that that he was, you know, after Justice League and his uh, his cameos in the other movies, he proved his chops that he was actually a good Flash. So no one disputed that, but it, it, it wasn't hard to separate the fuckery, his personal fuckery from the movie itself and you understand what they were trying to do like this would have been and if they could have followed the path and gotten some cohesion and the way they set up the movie um I'm not going to give a whole review here or anything like that but I'm just going to say the way that they set up the movie I think you I would recommend you watch it on your own whenever it comes to tv whatever um I would recommend you watch it. I, I think it would be worthy of a conversation off air or whatever. But um, 
and just see if you agree with that opinion, this could have been the movie that changed the universe, that changed the DC universe. Um, it would have been something to, that they would have had to build around and they could have taken it in so many directions to bring in those people. And even if they wanted to do recast of certain characters, um, then they could do that. We know pretty much after, uh, after, after his Justice League experience, Ben Affleck was like, I'm done. I don't want to play Batman anymore. And then, you know, Jack, Zack Snyder had him come and do some reshoots for his version. But, you know, because you were supposed to get a whole Batfleck movie written and directed by Ben Affleck. And he was like, nah, <laughs> Joss Whedon turned him off of that. He was like, fuck that shit. So, um, but there is a nod to Batfleck. You know, I love Batfleck. And Michael Keaton reprises his role as the original OG Batman. And yeah, it's just really, really good. And it, it, it kind of leaves it up to up there to what could have been. And so it goes back to the conversation now of if you do a sequel, where are you going to go and how is it going to fit in with, um, I can't think of his name, I'm having a brain fart, but the new people's version or vision for the DCU and all of that. So, um, and my thing about Ezra Miller is, I believe everyone deserves a second chance. He's had more than a second chance. I don't know if this is all performative, if it was just clean them up, get them out there, let them do mini press. Uh, he really didn't do press. He was at the premiere. Um, That's for it. The movie. That's his press. Um, you know, he, he, uh, so I, I kind of have mixed feelings about that. And I've, I've, I've had mixed feelings about it. But here's the thing. Because of the movie and this, what it dealt with, you could, there is, an, and they can't say he's the only person that can play the Flash because you still, even even after, as a, in the midst of all the fuckery, when it was just really fucked up, you had people saying, no, you have a perfectly good Flash. Um, a very popular version of the Flash, and that was Grant Gustin. Um, and you can't say that now there's going to be this c confusion from the TV show to the movie because the TV show is over. So you have a perfectly viable Flash, someone who's been in a role, someone that audiences are familiar with, if you were on it to recast. So I think it was a cop-out to say he's the only person that can ever play the Flash. Um, I think that was a cop-out. Because they even did a crossover with Ezra Miller uh, coming to the TV show a couple of years ago and doing a cameo. So there's a way around that if they truly wanted to do it. But I just think it's sad that the movie got caught up in everything that it did, from his fuckery to the fuckery that is now the WB, the Warner Brothers, whatever the fuck. So it, it's just crazy, but yeah. So when you feel comfortable, um, given some time, I still would highly recommend that you watch the movie. Don't count it out because yeah, it is a good a, movie. It, it, it's a waste for the universe now. Like it's 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 no point. Like they're not creating anything of significance anymore. So. so. Uh -huh. But yeah, it, it it was a good movie. Um, speaking of Warner, well, it's not the Warner Brothers anymore, but CW, they renewed Superman and Lois, but they gut the cast. And the new CW, I'm just waiting for them to change the name. Um, this leaves me so scared, so scared. I almost, and I hate saying this, and I'm saying this before I see another season, I just kind of wish they would have canceled All-American and let it find a new home because I'm terrified of what they're going to do to All-American next season. Um, 
So yeah, and All American Homecoming uh, was renewed for a third season. Did you watch this season of All American yet? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Mm-hmm. It was I did. sad. Did you cry? No. You didn't cry? No. You didn't shed a tear? No. You already knew what was going to happen, didn't you? I did. I was spoiled oh. early. Oh. But even... Did but you sniffle? E- you, you, e- even even with that, I'm sorry, like, the only thing... I didn't cry over the death. I didn't. Like, it did didn't you hit sniffle? Me. Nope. Not at all. Not over the death. Um, it was... I only shed tears when it was the episode where Spencer finally got his shit together and had to like really like look at what he was doing and everything like that. And I cried when like he started to like really break down from all the emotions that he was keeping pent up. But I didn't shed one tear over the death. No. What I'm gonna do with that ice cold heart of yours? I don't. I didn't. I, I. I don't get it though. Like, <laughs> okay. So the reason, part of the reason, is because you know I didn't buy into that whole um, the image that they were trying to sell of Billy. I. I didn't buy into that. I thought it was very cliche. I thought it was very, very, very cliche. Also, I hated the fact of no matter what, every decision that he made was for Spencer. It was never for Jordan. So, yeah. I was okay with it. I probably would have shed some tears if it was the mom, but... (laughs) But no. You have a deep conversation about that, but I think that it was very cliche um, how... Uh, the Billy character was and decisions that he was making and that like it was like his whole life revolved around like they made it seem like I don't know like it, it, it was just like oh Spencer you, like, you, you having a hard time like not his you, twins not his kids but you, you know, who only known him for like maybe four years like you having a hard time but not his people though like you 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 the one like everybody got a band around you because you was just so close. Like it just, yeah, it, it, it just felt bullshitty to me. So um, it made me a little mad. It made me a little mad on how even his death revolved around. And I get it; the show's about him, but even his death revolved around him and his feelings more than even his kids who had to bounce back so quickly while he got like almost five episodes of acting like a fucking shithead. Oh, even though they were the fo- focus of the episode, you still, saw, you still saw his fuckery. Yes. I think I need to, this episode is sponsored by the word fuckery. Take a drink from <laughs> here on out. Go back as you listen and take a drink every time I say the word. You'll be drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. But, you know, it's one of those things where... Um, I, it kind of makes me think as you say that and as you think about and watch the show. Um, it kind of, it makes me think it might have been a pivot. Like, I would really, really love to go and talk to the, the EP or the showrunner and figure out if Olivia and Spencer really were supposed to be in game. Or was it one of those situations where their chemistry was just so crazy 
that they decided not to make because you know there was a point where you thought Spencer was Billy's kid and then they bring in his dad so it's like is that really even after his dad because his dad suspected we suspected it so was it one of those things where their chemistry because for that whole time they were still for the first couple of seasons they were still just pretty much really good friends because they thought that they were brother and sister so I, I it's just one of those things that it's one of those questions that makes you want to answer it like behind the scenes was it something that was changed like we're we're Spencer was supposed to be Billy's kid we'll never know but um yeah all American homecoming was renewed do you watch all American homecoming I do yeah you like it it's gotten better I hasn't do it? I really like it, it it found its own it's really gotten better who do you hope who do you hope is waiting for after Fountain? I will say I want it to be Damien, but it's Me going too. to be Lando. Ah! Ah! I want it to be Damien so bad. But it's okay. gonna be Lando. Um this just makes me think. She's not gonna to want to break up that friendship. You gotta remember like people have to realize Damien is her best friend. More her best friend than Keisha is. More her best friend than Nathan is. Like, her absolute best friend. Like, I don't see her wanting to give that up with all the changes that has been happening in the last two years. I don't see her wanting to give that up and try out for the fact that they should be in a relationship. Because they should. They should. They're meant for each other. But um, I don't see her um, giving up the friendship for the relationship. I see her picking Lando and then regretting her choice, but having to live with it for a while. So Lando's her safety school. <laughs> Is her what? Her safety, yeah. Her safety yeah. school. Yeah, basically, because, okay. I mean, it's her and, come on now. It, it's definitely Simone and Damien. Like, you could clearly tell. You know how happy I was when it was finally revealed what really happened in that room? Oh, yeah. I yeah. said, get it, girl. But you know what? I think just because of what we said, um, the new the network changes and how this came the renewal came down to the wire the very end. I think I think if they had more time um in a more sure situation, I think it I, I agree with you. Um just given the standard T V tropes, oh, I think this, if they, is, this is definitely gonna be the last season. Probably. They got renewed for I wanna say either ten or thirteen eps. So it's gonna be a 13. half a, a half season. Um, by st- by standard, so they're they're getting that streaming season or that cable season type thing. So I think because of the uncertainty, um, I think it would probably be Damien. So they can try to because they don't know. I I would go in unless they gave me some behind the scenes uh, assurances. I would probably go in writing this like it's the last season. Um, so I would probably mm, I start off with her and Lando, knowing that she made the wrong choice. And, and show the and drama then from there. She gonna start. She gonna start basically an affair with her and Damien behind Lando's back. Oh, so you want to be messy? <laughs> and, yep. And then, and then it's gonna be found out. All her friends are gonna be mad because they just welcome Lando into the crew. Okay. And that is how Lando and Damien are gonna ultimately become BFFs. Oh, okay. All right. It's gonna be uh-huh. like the um Asher and um Spencer thing. Oh, Ashton Spencer? Yeah, yeah. Can I can I say one thing? Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite, favorite, absolute favorite, because we're not going to do a show on this. My absolute favorite scene from the last season of All-American. Yeah. When they're playing the game. 
and one of the questions was, "Who's most who who's more likely to steal your girl?" <laughs> and they all looked at Spencer. And they, all, they, all, they all was like, "Well," and he's like, "Yeah, you right, you right." Admit the fact that it was him. He's like, "Yeah, you right, you right." <laughs> also. My least favorite character. Who was your least favorite character on All American this season? Probably Spencer's new girlfriend. <gasps> nah, we don't count her. It got to no. be somebody in the vortex or within the cast. Um, she was a guest. Somebody, she was a guest. Somebody within the vortex. In the vortex or in the cast, but she was a guest. We're not talking about guests right now. Oh, um, gosh, probably. Uh... Why do I want to call that girl Peaches? Um, oh, Coop's shit. Coop's at. Coop's at. Patience. Precious. Yeah, patience. She, uh, it, she. Yeah. She my least my favorite least. was um, Layla. Layla? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yo. <laughs> JJ said it right when he was like, I guess I'm next in line. Oh man, that's messed up. Okay. Come on. Come <laughs> on. JJ, the only one she ain't been in in the vortex. Well, if that's the case, you might as well say that unless because uh, he's her brother, Olivia, the only one Olivia hasn't hooked up with. Well, is we all know the only reason why Olivia and Jordan have never hooked up is because they're brother and sister. Come on now. Exactly. So. No, no, no. Yeah. But. That's a different story than Layla. Every opportunity Layla has had, Layla has taken. Lay- okay. Well, <laughs> Asher was her first boyfriend, her first real love. They were together. Uh-huh. Then Spencer uh-huh. came along. And Jordan just happened. That's why she... Oh, I- I is, is, that, is that what we saying? I'm not body counting Layla <laughs> like that. <laughs> Patience was my probably my least favorite. Okay. Um. So, now, speaking of On the Hunt, uh, Superman... Uh, the WB is looking for a new Superman, Warner Brothers, DCU. Good luck in that search. I don't even know who it is. I still say they fucked up a cavil. And that's part of, and I guess that goes back to what you were saying. That's part of the fuckery. Um, you announced that basically he's coming back. You do this whole big press announcement, even after Black Adam, the scene where he's in the end of Black Adam. It's like this whole big thing. He's coming back as Superman. It's going to be great. And then all of a sudden, no. So, yeah. Um, and then also they're on the hunt for a new Bond, which surprises no one. I think the surprising part is that the producers have said that the new Bond will probably be a person of color. Um, they are not, uh, that he probably won't Give be me a white. Muslim. So, um, I... Like Riz Ahmed. Ahmed, yes. I would give, me, give, me, give me Riz Ahmed. Come um, on now. I, I, I'm still, because he just got that suaveness about he him. He do. He got that uh, swagger, baby. I don't know if he would play the whole part, but I, I like the swag because you know that that's something that is with James Bond is the whole he's a hoe, he's a male, he's a man whore. Um, I'm still and I know until you prove me otherwise, and I know it's probably it has like a point zero 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 on down, infinite one chance of ha- percent one chance of happening. I'm still holding out for Idris until you give until you show me otherwise. But um I'm thinking it'll probably be someone like Daniel Craig who um, has a middling career and then it just comes along and, and it is it, his breakout thing. Riz Ahmed. <laughs> um, okay. 
So XO Kitty was renewed. XO Kitty and Citadel both renewed for second season. Uh, did you All watch about that? Life Aren't we reviewing XO Kitty at one point? We are not. You picked oh. um, The Diplomat. Oh, did you watch XO Kitty? Of course I did. did Come on now, you know, you know I'm a K-drama kind of person. Did you like it? I did. You didn't or you did? I did. I did. Oh, I did too. Okay. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was cute. Um, Kitty, I loved how it was close enough to, to all the boys where you, we got some updates about Laura Jean and Peter and her sister, but it was still Kitty's show. She still had her own identity and her own thing, and I liked it. Um, there are a few issues, but it was good. It's cute. Um, I'm not mad. I'm actually kind of glad it got a second season. I think this whole streaming thing and this whole, even with network TV, we don't give shows enough of, of a chance to grow um, for them to gain their audience. So um, I'm glad... Uh, I'm glad that Kitty, XO Kitty is getting a second season. Okay. Um, Tanok, I can't pronounce his name. Tanok Herta, uh, from the, who played the, the big bad, I guess, in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. He was accused of sexual assault. He denies the charges, so I guess we'll have to stay tuned to see what happens there. Um, people are up in arms because Gabrielle Union said that her and Dwayne let their responsibility city city. What you think? All about, the about her splitting the bills 50-50? I don't know. What's the question? Is it a bad thing? Did it warrant all those damn think pieces? I'm a feminist. I okay, so I, I, <laughs> I get it, I get it. Like I, because people look at it as in, I mean, look how much money he makes compared to look how much money she makes. But I'm sure they're living the lifestyle. They, they're living a moderate lifestyle for how much money you know they bring to the table. So I, I don't, I don't see what it is because that's more of a real relationship and marriage than when you're just dependent on your husband because he makes millions more than you to pay for everything just because he's a star basketball player like I'm, like people have a worked mind on that like don't look at it as in but it's Dwayne Wade like why you ain't paying for everything for your woman like like she, you you make it seem like she don't bring nothing to the table if she can't afford nothing herself yeah, and I, I get, like, she, and the thing to me, too, is I've always said that if I, you know, uh, married a husband of means and of wealth, I would still work. And people look at me like I'm crazy. I said, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't do the shit I'm doing now. Like, oh, I quit the day job so fast. But I but work. I, but I, I'd still work. I'd still have a job. I'd still have to find something that fulfilled me, you know, and I would still have to have something of my own. Um, and so... And, and, you know, and that's what she's saying. She's a financially independent person. She never wants to be dependent on someone. And I remember, and then he was recently on Club Shay Shay, which is Shannon Sharp's podcast. And they asked him about it. And Shannon Sharp asked him about it. And he said, yeah. And he said, you know, it's not what people think. It's like she, she has her family, her sisters, her family that she takes care of. She gives them money. He gives his family money. And, you know, they'll chip in the question the house because she he fucked around when they were in Miami right 
I guess in the heat of an argument, he did that bitch shit. He said, oh, this is my house. And she was, she looked at him. She said, oh, you're never going to say that shit to me again. So when they moved to L.A., they it's their house. She paid for half that house. And so, you know, he's like, she might surprise me, pay for a vacation, or she might say, hey, yo, you did this. I'm put this in, and, and we're going to add this to the vacation so we can really ball out or do whatever. So in the way he made the way he explained it made sense. And a friend said, well, he shouldn't have gone in and explained it because it made it worse. And in some cases, you know, it kind of made it seem like, and I guess the comment when he explained that, oh, this is my house, but that's how I would react to something too. Like I was dating someone and we hadn't been dating long and I had a small, this is way back, you know, in college, had the small little TV or whatever. And he's like, oh, we need to buy you a new TV. I'm going to buy you a new TV. And he just starts looking. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. Thank you. And it's just stuff like that because I don't want anyone to ever come to me and say, and try to come out with receipts about what you did for me, thinking that it was expected. Or the moment you say, I want my TV back, now, motherfucker, you bought that. So, you know, it's just me and my mindset where I have that whole mind where it solves a whole lot of issues if we just kind of have these responsibilities split a certain way, you know? Because I'm petty. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say it out there. I'm petty. And we get into an argument and I'll hit below the belt. So if I know I bought the house and we get into a huge argument where none of us is hearing the other side and you try to come at me, I'll be like, well, bitch, you can leave. Because last time I checked, I paid the bills up in this thing. Okay, like that—that's—that's that's a petty response, and it's an—it's just a human. It's it, humans do it. Like it's just a human thing, right? When you get into an argument, all logic flies out the window, and you just about winning that argument. And it's very rare that you can find a person who can calm themselves down enough to know not to hit below the belt when you get into a real big argument. And sometimes you need that one big argument in order to understand what needs to change about your relationship and about your, you know, where you are. And so I can definitely see if he threw out, like, this is my house. Like, I bought this house. And I'll be like, okay. And when and when they, when, like you said, when they moved, she was just like, well, you know what? Now this is our house. Because mm-hmm. I made sure I paid for half of it so that you never throw that out when we're having an argument. But baby, I said I was sorry. No, no, no. And I get it. I hear you. I understand. But in order to make sure if we ever have another argument, that that is not something that you can throw out there as as your status, then we won't we gonna change that. So let's let's split this 50-50. Because I do think that what w- what is the number one reason for all divorce for majority of divorces? Money problem. Money. It, it it all has to do with money. I don't understand people who, well, my husband make good money, so and you and you're fulfilled, like you don't feel like you need something of your own like even if it's charity work i don't i don't understand women who just kind of like chill back and just because if anything goes on or knock on wood he happens to die what are you going to do when he the only one bringing in something Mm -hmm. or he took care of all all the financials and all of this kind of stuff and all of that and it, it yeah and I'm with you. And I guess I, I'm, I'm just like that where I don't ever want you to throw in your face, in my face or try because, oh, it'll be the last time. Oh, because guess what? I will never ask you for shit again. And that's just me. Like, I don't ever want you to feel like 
I'm using you or I expected this of you or you know it, it it's just it's shit it it and if I do that with my friends like my my friends my right like we don't keep count hey I got this meal you got that meal okay sometimes we just actually split it down the middle I got these tickets you got these tickets and then other times just split it down the move, middle or I got the tickets you got the the drinks or whatever you know so it's just like but. Yeah, it, so I was just like, but yeah, you know, all the think pieces that it generated that were unnecessary for something that has nothing to do with us because however, what works for them in their marriage, like to me, marriage is one of the most, pers- is the most personal relationship that there is. And no two marriages are the same. So what works for some people in their marriage isn't necessarily meant to work for everyone else. If you like it and your husband likes it where you come in and you let him pay and take care of everything and that's fine with you, then hey. But if that's how if that's what works for them, if that's what they that that the decision that they've made as a couple, who are we to judge it? Who are we to say anything about it? Like, so I, I just didn't get why everybody was all up in arms about it and just this whole thing. Um, BTS recently celebrated their festa. It wasn't the same, I have to admit, but I was surprised about about how much content they had out. Did you pay attention to BTS Festa? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't watch anything. Yeah, it's well, it's I didn't watch anything because they taped it way before. Like, yeah, I, it's I, not I, real I was, time. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, I was that's what I mean. I was surprised by how much work they had done before and uh, you know, a lot of it was taped last year before Jin went into the military. So um and uh their new song Take Two is okay, but it seems a bit like it kinda went through the motions like, Okay, let's just get this done, have it released. Really yeah, I heard it. Stuff. So it, it was it it was all right. It was I got an unpopular like, opinion. What? And you know he's one of my favorites. I love him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he's great. <clears throat> but Jimin is the least tan- talented vocalist in the group. And he can't do a falsetto. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> <laughs> He he doesn't he 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 he's not like just because <clears throat> he tries and he puts it out there. But if you actually listen, I don't understand critics who have conversations. And I I get it. They're the biggest group. You don't want army coming after you. Then don't talk about them because you have critics who come in and state that he's one of the best vocalists in K-pop. And I said, you must not listen to the others. Because the list of how they how they do it, like I'm like JK number one. Okay. I'd say Jin is number two. Okay, Jin has honed his voice, which means he must have had some kind of singing voice when he first started. V is number three. J Hope is number four. And then it would be Jimin. And J Hope ain't even a vocalist. But he don't have falsetto. Like, I was listening to the song, and I was like, I'm, I'm with you. I think they were going through the motions of it, which which is fine, because you got to put something out. You have to put something out. They planned this out. Um, it's very corporate of them. Uh, or do we call that capitalist of them? 
You can go with corporate. Okay. It's very corporate of them, but um, I'm sorry. Like I kept listening and the fake falsetto just got to me every single time. I was just like, no, like, please stop. Like he, he, he doesn't have it, but you know, that's just my unpopular opinion. I know people don't agree with me on it, but. Um, I, I do think he's probably the weakest vocalist in the group. Um, I don't know necessarily that I would rank him in my top 10 of K-pop vocalists. Um, I will say that his voice would he has be in the top twenty? Mm, gosh. No, no. Probably if you say not. if you say yes, I'm gonna have to send you some um some songs. No, I, I okay. say, I'm I'm saying probably not. I'm thinking, do I even can I even think of but no, probably not for the people for what would follow no, he wouldn't. Um, but he's not I, he would probably be somewhere in the I've heard worse, but uh, like I said, his voice has improved. He's improved a lot. Um, but do I do I think, and I'm with you, um, he's one of those, because he, I think it's what it is, is because he sings in the higher register, you know, um, he has a higher voice. I think they think that automatically means that he can sing falsetto, but very few people, in my opinion, can sing falsetto well. Like that is just a hard I don't know if it's an octave, a note, whatever, shows you my musical, but it's just something hard that's really hit and very few people do it consistently and do it consistently well. And so I will, I will have to agree with you. So it's not, maybe we both have that same unpopular opinion. All right, um, Tupac has gotten his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yay! You excited? How long he been dead? Oh my! No, 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 Tupac. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been twenty. I love what, Tupac. I'm just okay. I mean, that's that's great. I mean, you know, it's ninety six, but that's great. Yeah, you know, I, I'm excited just because you know I love Tupac. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It could have come sooner, but it's there. It's one of those things where hey, he got it. Look, Mama, I made it. And then I just keep thinking, dear Mama. And then I go through the. Tupac. Oh, you know they got to pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars for that. Yeah, they his estate paid for. It. I think his sister was there. Um, yeah, he was. And, and that's why some people don't have one because they just refuse to pay for it. Um, okay, so now I have a question for you. One of the biggest debates that took over the internet since our last show was uh. Who you got in the younger daddy that could be my granddaddy debate? Because you know both Pacino and uh, De Niro, 80 years old, spitting out new seed, both of them. Uh, Pacino's baby was just born like within the past week. I did not misspeak. I said his baby, not his grandbaby. And then um, De Niro, I think uh, his child is due uh, later on this summer. So in the debate of young Pacino versus young De Niro, who do you have? De Niro. Yes, young De Niro. Young De Niro with those curls and those dimples and that smile. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. You know, I don't even know what young De Niro looked like. I was going on acting chops, but yeah, yeah, how they looked as well. Were we supposed to be doing on their look? Uh, yeah, that's what it was about. Oh. <laughs> Okay, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, I didn't, so I didn't understand, I didn't understand check, the check that, check that. I, I, I just helped you out. 
check what I just sent you. I just chose I just chose the one that I thought was better overall. I didn't That's know we were just going on the look. I should I should have listened. My bad. I, I wasn't fully and, listening. And you, and you know when I ask you a question like that, I'm being full petty because you know I I can I can be I can be petty. <laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Oh, okay. Let's see. Is this a? Oh, here it is. Okay. So here you go. You, oh! Did you get the? That's young De Niro. I like young De Niro. That's young Pacino. Let me see. Let me see. It's coming through. Oh, okay. What I will say is the two pictures that you just sent me. That De Niro got that boy next door look, which I love. You know. Um, giving me a little Chris Evans vibe because Chris Evans is like the perfect boy next door look. And like Al Pacino is giving me like I'm the most popular dude in school full on jock vibes. And I've yeah. never gone for that. So I will yes, I, I will keep my I will okay. keep my choice. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you wholeheartedly. Yes. I, I, keep my I, choice. I, I, in those choices, I will take young De Niro, but I'm going to raise you a young Paul Newman. No. So, unpopular opinion again. <laughs> okay. Feel like we that's what we should be naming this episode. <laughs> unpopular opinion is, although I can acknowledge that Paul Newman is a very, very good looking dude, was never for me. Never chosen. Okay. You know, but you know I who can definitely acknowledge he's he was very, very good looking. Very good looking. And, and you know who else was sexy as fuck before he got older? Clint he didn't Eastwood. age well. Uh Clint Eastwood, yes. But okay. dude, um Brando, shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I've seen oh yeah. Young Brando? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh sexy as fuck. Yeah, sexy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, just as, as you go to sleep tonight, I don't care what what your preference is. You can be straight, whatever. You you got to acknowledge good looking people. Um, so just just think about that tonight as as you go to sleep, and that's that's no, that's a good. No, I'm not. I'm 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 not thinking about no seventy something year old dude. But um, no, I'm talking about <laughs> the younger versions. I, I yeah, no. <laughs> look, I could be seventy something. I don't want no seventy something year old dude. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You're oh. right. You're right. Oh. I mean, you kind of you kind of understand it. Although uh, Al Pacino's um, girl is twenty six or something like that, is it? Oh, okay. Well, De Niro's girl's what in her thirties, forties. She's a little older. Yeah, she's older. But um, Al Pacino, that's twenty something years old. So twenty something years old, rocking he it with is- a seventy two year old. Like I don't, I don't, he- I don't, I don't get it. So he impregnated his great great grand his great granddaughter. And just procreated his great great great. Let me stop. I'm sorry. Congratulations. Uh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We're not going down that incest road now. But well, um, I will say you are, congratulations to both men who are still obviously getting it up, getting it in, getting it on. I will just say, look, Al Pacino, Leonardo DiCaprio say there can only be one rake in this life, okay? Why are you trying to take his job? <laughs> but uh, Cap, the you know how I feel about the Capriol slander, but hey, um, the ain't got no kids that we know of, so 
you write about the that we know of. <laughs> I can see DiCaprio paying for those abortions. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that. Sorry, Leo. You know <laughs> that you you know he on my list. You know he he still there's just something sexy about Leo. Even at this I, I, I ain't disagreeing. I'm just saying you also got to be honest about you know his ways. <laughs> Damn it! I love me a good man whore. Like I just, I just can't help it. You know. But yeah. Okay. Did you hear about the rapper? What rapper? Okay. I forgot her name. She's on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And she got force kissed on stage. Oh, I saw that bullshit. <sighs> yeah, it that was that was fuckery. That was some fuckery. And she's a better person than I am because I I don't know that I would have just let it go. Yeah, she did, like how calm she was, but at the same time, you could clearly tell. They said that you she could clearly was- tell that she was very uncomfortable. She didn't ask for it. The fact that he thought just because of how she how she talks and and I just say it's a persona, just because of the persona that she puts out there, that you really thought that you could just walk up to a woman and force two kisses on her, not one but two kisses on her, okay, and then y'all could just talk to her any type of way. I was just like, that's not yeah. how this works, like. And they were saying that you know there was a flirty conversation, and here's the thing. So here's the ultimate palate cleanser for those of you that are out there. I don't care what. Male, female consent is important. Very I don't care so. if there's. I don't care if the whole conversation has been uh, have sexual undertones, overtones has been blatantly sexual. I don't care if the person is sitting there in front of you butt ass naked talking about sex. If they say no, if consent is not a hundred percent, leave them alone. It's not for you. It's it, 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 like that. That's just gross. Like, yeah. I if they like say that. yes, and then in the middle of it, get uncomfortable and say no, no, a no let is it a go. no. It doesn't matter when the no comes, but let it go. Like, we still live in so, a society where men think that they have, you know, ownership. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going back to Young De Niro on that one. Young De Niro could have got it. He could have impregnated me. Let me stop. Okay. No, no, no. I just said he was cute, but you ain't coming near me. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Long overdue, long awaited. We promise not to keep you waiting so long for another rewind. But life be life sometimes, man. So, you know. Um, ooh, what was the, okay, the one where life be lifing or the one full of unpopular opinions? I guess you got to tune in to find out what we're going to title this episode. Although by the time you get to this point, you'll know what we've titled it because you've listened to it and you've seen it on the thing. Oh, well. All right, Tammy. I guess that's it. I'm starting to ramble. Um, So please be sure to like, listen, and follow and comment anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the popcornwindown.com. That's it. That's the plug. Pop your pop, 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 pop. Thank you as always. And until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Bye.